It's time for another tournament in a tea break, and it's day four, four. <laughs> of, um, of the Nitto ATP Finals. I'm Ross Satoff from Britwatch Sports. And I'm Ricky Diamond with TennisBalls.com. <laughs> We're in the middle of uh, people um, discombobulating the entire um, media centre, so apologies <laughs> for the noise. Well, <laughs> we, thought, we, we thought that we were going to see a fairly easy match with Rafael Nadal and possibly a longer match. <laughs> oh, it was like completely the other way around. Um, well, what a day. So, Rafa was at his best Houdini, um, I think, coming from a set down and match points down at 1-5, I think it was. 1-5, 30-40. That's it. Yeah. So, to reel off, what, five games in a row, force a tie break, and then just two mini breaks right at the end to break Medvedev's heart. Yeah, it was and spirit. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, he was he was totally out of it. I mean, Nadal. No one fights to the last point like Nadal, but like even his body language by his standards was not very good when he was down one five. Like yeah. you could tell that he was close to being in the locker room, as he said in his press conference. But then once he got it back to three five, you know, then you you knew it'd kind of start messing with Medvedev's mind, and and it did. And, and exactly. I mean, Medvedev just unraveled pretty much yeah. um, there were many uh, Murray-esque thumbs up to his team a lot even yeah even more than usual <laughs> so I can imagine that there might be words about that in the locker room um yeah do you think Medvedev lost it or Nadal won it I, to a greater extent I think that I think a little bit of both but I think yeah. I think Nadal's experience just showed yeah. um and Medvedev I think Ever since sort of withdrawing, you know, he's he's just not quite right. You know, he did the right thing in giving him, giving his body a rest, absolutely. But I just think he's got a little bit of a hangover at the moment. He's playing okay. Well, he played good tennis against Tsitsipas. He played okay tennis in the in the first set, um, and, and, good and actually pretty good tennis, good tennis until, to get up five one. Yeah, yeah, and then after that, it just it just went south very rapidly for him. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I, he was kind of in a no-win situation this fall. Like either, either he was going to play every week, yeah. and he was just going to tire himself out and not be ready for this tournament, or he was going to take a break and lose his momentum. So yeah. Yeah. it's kind of a no-win situation. But I mean, yeah, he played physically. He played well today, and then just once Nadal started to come back, it was just a freight I mean, freight train that he couldn't stop. You know, whether or not you like Nadal or not, and he's not my favorite player, just because of the sheer weight of brutality of his shots and the way in which he plays is not is not to me an aesthetic thing. You have to sit back and admire that comeback, you know, and, and applaud and chapeau to him because it was, it, it, you know, he did, you know, nobody never stops fighting like Nadal, but that was, yeah. that was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think it'd be fair to say that no one else on tour would have made that comeback. No. No, I don't. I don't think without so. without some serious serious help from the opponent. Yeah. I mean, Medvedev gave him some help, but it wasn't like he was double faulting left and right or anything. No, and that was the thing. He wasn't double faulting, but his his composure went, his his shot making went, everything just started to unfold. You know, it, it was like watching a deck of cards, but in in slow motion, right, yeah. a skinny Russian deck of cards. Um, and I was very impressed though when he got down. He got down five, six. He had lost five games in a row, like you said, and then he got down to 30. And yeah. I was sure it was going to be over in Nadal's favor at that point. But then Medvedev won four straight points to hold yeah. and force a tiebreaker. So he, 
he briefly got it back on track, but Nadal played a good tiebreaker. Yeah, it was, it was a competitive tiebreaker. Yeah. There was nothing between them at all. Uh, I think they maybe traded breaks at the beginning. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was on. It was pretty much on serve, or yeah. maybe one, one, or it was a mini break, mini, mini break, break. Then it was then on it was serve all the way till like five till four. Those, yeah, until those two, the, yeah. those two mini breaks that, mm-hmm. that did for him. Okay, well, on to. Um, on to Sitsipas and Zverev. Sitsipas is the only one so far out of the newbies to win at all here, which I think says quite a lot about him. You know, like again, like like Medvedev and Nadal to a certain extent, like him or loathe him, there is something about him. Um, and when he sets his mind to stuff, and when he's actually playing really well, like today, like and you know, much like he did um, in his first match coming in a lot, throwing in a lot of variety. He never allowed Zverev any manoeuvring room at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not totally surprised that he's the one of the newbies to to do well here, just because yeah. it seems like he likes the big stage so much. Yeah. Like, he's so good against the top players. Yeah. He's beaten it all, Djokovic, Federer, a couple of them multiple times. And now he's on this big stage in the O2 Arena, and he's stepping up, which... You know, he's never been quite on the stage, but I think just the experience of beating the top guys so many times, yeah. I mean, relatively so many times, he's yeah. beaten all of them at least once, has, you know, gave him a good springboard going into this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we've said it before, that he doesn't have any fear of them, so, yeah. you know, he doesn't, he doesn't look at them. Whereas in the past one, I think we've seen Nishikori or, you know, other players, Dimitrov maybe, you know, they've, they've had this kind of, well, Goffin maybe, because Dimitrov actually won. You know, they've had this kind of thing of, oh, you know, I'm playing with the big boys and, I, you know, I'm playing on their turf. Whereas Tsitsipas really has that thing of, this is my turf too. Very much so. Right, yeah. Yeah, other than other than that, there's really not much to say about this match other than, no, I mean, uh, Zverev summed it up in his press conference. He played he played terrible and Tsitsipas played great. Yeah, like, just exactly. One-way exactly. traffic the whole time. So apart from being called Tsitsipas <laughs> by somebody <laughs> in press, um... Zverev has it all to do now because he has um, he has Medvedev. Right. If, if if Zverev wins against Medvedev, then he's into the semis yeah. and it all's out. The good thing about Zverev is he he's been in this position before, so he knows he uh, this exact same position last year. So he'd already lost lost the second one and and won on his third. So you know, I I would give him the edge against Medvedev, and also Medvedev's head just seemed to go, and he's going to have to do quite a lot of work to pull himself back into into any kind of form to to go ahead and win yeah i think it's definitely gonna be on zverev's racket i feel like medvedev you kind of we kind of know what he's gonna be he's gonna be decent like both of his matches he's been decent but not great whereas zverev's been all over the place like he was very good against nadal and then here he was very not tonight he was awful but like medvedev just probably gonna be solid and he's gonna try hard but I think if Zverev plays well like he did against Nadal, then he'll probably take it. Do we know what his uh, head-to-head is against Medvedev? Zverev and Medvedev? Um, no, I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure either. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, while we... Uh, well, no, never mind. We'll be able to get, find that, that out. So, um, and then uh, Nadal, again, still very much in it. Yeah. I mean, he needs help from, he needs help from Medvedev. But... <laughs> But he might be committed to, to helping him out somehow. It's going to be interesting what the schedule is. I don't think it's out yet. Because, uh, no. you know, it'll... Like, if Nadal plays first, Nadal knows he needs to win. Yeah. But if, but if he wins, then the Medvedev match at night is meaningless for Medvedev. Yeah. 
and Nadal needs Medvedev to try hard. So it's kind of like a juxtaposition. <laughs> so like, Nad- so Nadal, and- Nadal wants to play at night. Yeah. Because he like needs Medvedev to win, and then Medvedev, if Medvedev plays during the day, it's a meaningful match for Medvedev. Yeah, and I think that's what they'll do because they'll, they'll, right. they'll never put them in down. Yeah. But you're right, they haven't, they haven't put it out. So on to tomorrow. Um, we talked, we touched briefly on on team and how he he needs to keep his momentum going. And, and to be fair, it's, it's something that Sitspas said as well, is that you know to get into the semi-finals is is, is not enough. You have to then uh, then perform. Do we see anything other than a straight sets team victory? I wouldn't be that surprised with really anything, just because you never know what's going to happen in a in a dead rubber, so to speak, yeah. to put it in Davis Cup terms. Team's already through. Berrettini. I, like, I like the da- I like the Davis Cup link. Right, it's yeah. Good work. Team's already through. Berrettini's already out, so you n- you don't really know. I mean, I think the smart money is on Team, just especially just based yeah. on the kind of guy that he is. Is yeah. he's going to come out fired up, has a lot of momentum, and he's going to want to go undefeated in the group. Plus, okay. it's two hundred points yeah. prize money. So I would lean towards Team in two, but I wouldn't really be shocked if like if he doesn't get off to a slow start and then he starts thinking. Well, I'm already into the semis. Yeah, got conserve energy and right. hold out. But and yeah, but like you said, I would expect team in two. And then, of course, the 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 match of the day, Djokovic and Federer. Wow, that's about as big as it gets. I, I mean, mean, it's not I, it's not the semis or final, but Federer, I, Djokovic, winner go home, loser, winner yeah. advance, loser go home is I had a, I had pretty a big. If you look at the odds, and they were quite dramatic for Federer, as in quite high. Uh, who, who's favored? Uh, so favored is Djokovic. I think Djokovic was like one point six something or other, and Federer was at three point something. Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're surprised how big of an underdog yeah, yeah, Federer is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought it'd be much closer. I might have a look nearer the time I, just to see if it's it's evened out a little bit. But. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a little closer than that. I think a lot of that is probably Joker's won their last five meetings, which is surprising. I didn't know that until I looked it up this afternoon. Right. And then just based on current form this week, I would say Joker's been better. Yeah. I mean, he destroyed Berrettini, and he did not play poorly against Team at all. No, he didn't. He didn't at all. Whereas so. Fed was, I would say, mediocre against Team, and then much improved against Berrettini. Okay, so let's have a well. Let's just quickly um, have a look at Medvedev. So four-one. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's that's. So sorry, Zverev and Medvedev is four-one. For who? For Zverev. Oh. Um, that does not bode well for Nadal. It does not. <laughs> and also, although Medvedev won their last one in Shanghai quite easily in the final. So did Medvedev lose to Zverev all four times pre the real Medvedev? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah, so all four times. Last match was 2018, so yeah. Okay, New that, was pre, that was pre-Medvedev 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so but um, let me have a look at the, uh, let's just have a quick look up at the um at the Federer and Dome. Fed so the last time Fed beat Joker was 2015 here in the round robin yeah and then he lost him a couple of days later in the final and Federer hasn't beaten him since then yeah and no I mean it's interesting the odds are still very much in god this sounds so hunger gamesy the odds, are, <laughs> the odds are very much in Djokovic's favor at the moment but by quite some way I mean you on those odds you'd, you'd say Federer is very much an outsider um I mean let's face it yeah you're right he's on a five match winning streak um that started here so so yeah it's an uh, it's an uphill task and Federer just hasn't looked convincing to me 
I don't know what it is, whether it's just the end of a long season or what. He's just looked a bit meh. Yeah, I mean... Uh, how would you describe not, it? Yeah, I mean, it's not bad, but it's also, it's certainly not vintage fed. Yeah. And I think, based on how Djokovic has been playing since the US Open, it's going to require vintage fed in order to win. And I just I just don't know if that's going to come out. Well, here's the thing. All the commentators were like, kind of, oh, my God, this is going to be a blockbuster. We'll get your popcorn. And, and there's a little bit of me, as they were saying it, and it was just hyping up throughout the whole of the match that we're watching was like, this is going to just be a straight set <laughs> swamp, isn't it? I mean, do we think we're in for a three-setter, like an epic? Or do we think we're in for another Djokovic team type match? Or Quality-wise, I can't see it being that good. Um, I did just write my preview this afternoon, and I gave Fed one set. So I have Joker in three. Um, I can't even remember what I wrote in mine. <laughs> just I just, like, their yeah. matchup is always so good. Like even, yeah. even when Djokovic wins, I mean, obviously we had the Wimbledon final just a few months ago. Even when Djokovic wins, like it's generally pretty competitive, and the matches here this week have had several great ones. I feel like I feel like we're due for another one. In, fa- in fairness, I've got, I put Djokovic in, in three as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it'll reach the kind of what what I think we're going to have is a first set very tight, a second set a decent equaliser, and then the third set's going to be a pretty routine. I can see that. that yeah, that's, I can see that. That's what I think. Yeah. Right. Well, I will definitely go back and um, notch up a little. little thing for our as we come into the run-in for the semi-final so we just see how Rosington versus uh, Ricky goes <laughs> yeah. but in the I got I got both matches correct today yeah not not the second one I didn't get in the correct number of sets but <laughs> <laughs> at least I got the winners which is an improvement yeah. from the previous days <laughs> <laughs> right well um obviously you know it's it, the next two days are going to be all to play for um which is good I think it's nice to have um, a run into the semi-finals where there is jeopardy somewhere, um, except for Berrettini. <laughs> yeah, the atmosphere tomorrow afternoon for Berrettini team could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, so uh, oh, it's such a shame. Um, but yeah. Well, the night session will be awesome. Exactly. So we will be back after the night session. Who knows what time that is? Uh, but in the meantime, you have, of course, been listening to Ross Sato. And Ricky Diamond. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.